0: You're listening to Embrace Your Beautiful Destiny, a show where we will talk about finding beauty in the most unconventional places in our lives. So every week, we'll talk about dealing with disappointment or overcoming frustration Dealing with stuff that just gets under your skin and derails you. We'll also have amazing guests on here that will be sharing their stories. So I'm your host, Shanna Strange. Let's dive in. Hey, hey, hey! You guys are back and I am back this week. And I want to share something um, that I feel the Lord has put on my heart like I always do. And I'm going to be super honest like I always am. And um, even to the point that it might make me look bad. (laughs) Because I I just believe that honesty and transparency are what people are drawn to. It's what I'm drawn to. Some of my favorite teachers um, and speakers are people who are so gut-wrenching honest about their struggles. And that's important to me. And I, I just resonate with them. And I feel like, you know, if you are listening to this and you think that Christians are perfect and you think that we never have struggles, then you totally don't understand uh, what the gospel message is all about and what it means to be saved by grace and for God to be, uh, for you to be working out your salvation with fear and trembling. Because really, what it's all about is what Romans says, that we are being conformed to the image of Christ. That That is our, our primary goal in this life. And, you know, there's another passage of Scripture in the New Testament that talks about that Paul says that he presses on toward the high calling. He forgets what's beyond him, and he presses on to the high calling of, of knowing Christ and being conformed to his image. And that's really what it's all about. So we're always shedding the old, And taking on the new, putting on the new, walking out uh, our lives as new creations in Christ. We're always being transformed from glory to glory. And that's such good news. That's such good news. And so today, what's on my heart is actually, I just released a song called Catch the Foxes. And it's a song that I wrote about eight or nine years ago, I think. And um, maybe not quite that long ago. Maybe more like seven Seven years ago, and um, it did not come from an easy place, which is uh, honestly the way that most of my songs end up happening is it's not an easy place that I'm writing from it. It's, it's not when I write songs, I'm not saying, Oh, I think the world needs to hear this. Or, you know, my friends need to hear this. And no, it's actually me going, okay, this is what I'm going through right now. God, I need a revelation. Help me understand this. That's the way Providence came about. That's the way rescue. A lot of my songs that I released came this way. And so I was going through something that was just awful. And, um, Emotionally speaking, um, in, in, in my soul, I was just so tormented, So I, and I'm, I told you I was going to be honest, so uh, maybe you won't think I'm a horrible person, but if you do, that's fine, because you'll just see how powerful God is, how amazing Jesus is, and so I was on a worship team, and um, what I've learned about being on worship teams is God really brings things to the surface in those environments, and he does for me anyway, to deal with things that are really icky and gross. And so I was on a worship team, and up until that point, I had been in situations where kind of I was always the front person for the music. I was always the worship leader. I was always... You know, I didn't have to really share that position with anyone because the environments I, I was in were small or I was getting booked uh, to come in and sing and lead worship or whatever. Or we had our own church. And so I was the worship leader. So by virtue, I just was always in kind of that, I guess, for lack of better words, that number one position of just leading the music. And so I go to a bigger church. And there are multiple worship leaders, and I'm having to come up under someone's authority and submit to them, which was fine with me. But I was getting a little unnerved and a little bit, uh, you know, I, I'm just going to say I was getting jealous of some things and a little bit of envy rising up in my heart because I was not getting to sing as much as I wanted to, like other people were getting to sing. And so I would be passed over. This would happen over and over and over to me. I would get kind of uh, rejected. I would feel rejected. It's not that anybody really, really intentionally rejected me. I want to really say that no one was really like trying to exclude me. It's just the nature of, of being in a larger group of, people, not everyone is going to get to be, you know, singing every song. And so, but there were times that even the songs that I thought I was going to get to sing would get taken away from me. And so (laughs) this sounds so childish to me. This literally sounds like a five-year-old, but this is where I was, you know, like I said, I came from a place of being, the person who got to sing, the person who got to be in the lead role. (laughs) And so this was a very humbling time in my life and I was feeling crushed by the Lord. I was not just, I wanted to just run. I just wanted to run away and just like start my own thing because that was so much easier just to start my own thing and, and then I didn't have to, you know, contend with anyone else or whatever you want to call it. I didn't have to try to get these positions. Um, I I just happened because I was the only one there, right? But I knew in my heart that God wanted to deal with something, but I hadn't quite figured out that it was me. And so what happened was I was at, uh, we had a really great worship pastor at that time, and he was a friend of ours, and he had brought in a book. I think it was called The Emotionally Healthy Church. Or Christian, or something like that. I can I cannot remember who wrote it, and um, but it was such a good book. It was so convicting, and I remember sitting there that night, listening him talk. Um, our our pastor was talking about the book, and just we were just kind of just doing like a small group thing about it. And I just started having this understanding revelation that I needed to be honest with the Lord that that I was. Uh, there were some sins in my heart, envy was in my heart, and I had not been honest. I had not brought that before the Lord. I had actually tried to justify that <clears throat> by saying things like, well, I was a professional uh, traveling, touring musician. I should be getting to sing, and this person, they weren't. And I am I anointed to do this. I mean, it was horrible, the kind of things that were running through my mind about myself and other people and how I was trying to justify it and and even calling it discernment, quote, unquote, discernment. Like, Like, I don't know if you can relate to that, but when you really have something in your heart that you know needs to be dealt with, but you don't want to be honest, you can almost project that onto other people and see like, well, that person is jealous or that person, blah, 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 and make it an issue where it's all about them. But what I finally realized was God was like, no, I'm bringing this to the surface because I want you to deal with it. And so I was so, so convicted. And I remember just weeping before the Lord and repenting and just confessing that I was, and I know this is a small small issue compared to some of the things going on in our world, but I want you to see that this has consequences if you don't deal with these kind of things, and so I I did repent, and I tried to change my perspective and my view, or allow the Lord to change my perspective about how I saw other people on the team, and and I've eventually, it took me a little time, okay, Um, because there were other things going on in me that the Lord was trying to fix, but it after a point of time, I finally got to the place where I was actually genuinely happy for other people when they got to sing. Or um, I would even at times give up my time, my spot of singing, because I would feel the Lord say, I want this person to sing. And so, but it took me a while to get there. Okay, it took me a while because this was a very deep, deep issue in my heart. um, And it stemmed from believing lies. And so it had to be uprooted, and it just took some time to work through that and to hear the Lord's voice, to hear what he was saying. So all of this came from a scripture in Song of uh, Solomon, and it's it's Song of Solomon 2.15. It says, Catch for us the foxes, the little foxes that ruin the vineyards our vineyards that are in bloom. And this is such a beautiful passage of scripture and, and that whole book is beautiful. And you know that if you've read Song of Solomon or Song of Songs, as some translations say, but um this scripture when I sat down, I actually sat down, you know, like I said, I was convicted and, and repentant and honest with the Lord and I heard that phrase, catch the foxes. And so I actually wrote a blog and at the time um, we had a, uh, a worship website and my worship pastor put it out on Twitter. And I think I had about 10,000 or so hits on that thing. It took off so quick. And that, that's like never happened to me before, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> and it's probably because he had so many friends, um, but it was so powerful. And subsequently I ended up writing a song called Catch the Foxes not long after that. Um, which is You know, the way that the Lord works with me, um, that's how providence... Well, providence was reversed. I wrote the song, and then I wrote the book. And so it was just a a phrase that kept coming up. And I honestly didn't really know. Um, I, I knew that there was a scripture... But I really couldn't have told you where it was or what it really meant, or it wasn't something I had memorized. I'd heard it a few times in my life, you know, just like I'd heard the word providence, but I didn't really understand it fully, and so it was just this, you know, uh, phrase that I just kept hearing. And so, um, and as as it usually is with me, I'll—it's crazy the way that this gift works because I'll actually write something not even knowing it's scripture, and then I'll find it in scripture. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I really did hear the Lord. I'm, I'm actually not a crazy person. I actually heard the Lord, but I kept hearing him say, catch us the little foxes, they're feasting on our vine. And he was trying to tell me, like, hey, we have this beautiful, beautiful garden with vines that have fruit on it, with, with beautiful flowers and trees and everything you could ever imagine. But there's something that's getting in there. These foxes are getting in there and they're destroying what we have. And I want you to get them out of our garden. I want you to, to, I want to expose them to you so you can see what they are because I want us to have pure, beautiful, uh, love. And, and, and I want you to have an experience of, what it's like to really be with me, and what fellowship really is with me, in this beautiful place I've created for you, and so that's where it was coming from. And so, what it was for me, of course, was envy. Um, so I had to come to a place where I'd be honest about the Lord and really just uh go there with Him and and put it all out there and be super honest, which I believe. In my opinion, I actually have a song called Honesty. I'll probably release that at some point, too. But um, honesty is God's requirement of us. You know, when we're coming to him, we have to come to, the, to him in spirit and in truth. And that's what that means. You're coming to him completely honest. And that's what I did. And so that's, this this verse just became kind of like, Something he's used over the years to bring me back to, hey, there's this hidden little sin that you have. Because that's that's really what's going on is it's not something big usually, okay? Not that sin, all sin is not big. But I'm just going to be honest here. There's quite a bit of difference between you having a little, um, okay... Let's just say you having envy in your heart and you murdering someone. That, that's, that's quite a bit of difference. Wouldn't you say that's a little bit heavier to murder someone? However, envy, left unchecked, can lead to murder. Sometimes people murder other people because they're envious. They're so jealous and envious of what someone else has. They're coveting, which is one of the Ten Commandments, to not covet something, right? Um, that they end up murdering people. So that's what I'm trying to say is these things that you think are little. Oh, maybe you have a temper and you fly off the handle and you cuss when somebody pulls out in front of you. Oh, I'm speaking someone's language now. <laughs> Yo, or maybe you just have this pet peeve and you can't stand it when uh, somebody cuts you off in the middle of a sentence and it just, it just sends you over the edge. <laughs> and you just think, You think it's okay. Like you think that that little hidden thing is okay for you to just keep it and for you to not be changed in that area. Or maybe you're just, maybe you eat unhealthy. Okay. I just raised my hand on that. And you just think that's not a really that big deal to God. You know, I'm not over here murdering people. I'm not over here stealing stuff. I just got a little problem with what I eat, you know, and we're justifying these sins. But these sins, these foxes, they come in, they steal things out of our beautiful garden with the Lord, another way to look at it is, you know, and this makes a lot of sense to me, but it's not just a fox, but maybe looking at it like these weeds that pop up in our garden that we are refusing not to, to pull up by the root. They grow up and they choke out whatever's going on, whatever, whatever is supposed to be in the garden. Okay. It chokes the life out of that. Because we're not dealing with it when it's small, it's much easier, much easier. so should, should I say, to go pull a few weeds out of your garden, your flower bed, uh, than it is to wait too long and the whole thing is overtaken by weeds and the flowers are they're dead. I mean, you have to start over, right? And I think that's where a lot of us are. And if we're honest, you know, every every Christian who believer, who really loves the Lord and is following Him. Um, they would be honest enough to say, yeah, there's an area in my life. There may be several areas in my life that I have been like almost to the point where you are, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Uh, you're no longer sensitive. You've come desensitized in an area of your life because you're not uh, listening to the Holy Spirit. So those kind of areas, we want those, the Lord to open those back up and say, Lord, sensitize me in this area again, because I've just gotten out of control. And this, this thing that started small, this hidden sin that started small, has grown into something way bigger, God. And we, wanna, we want to, you know, reverse that. And so what I realized in my own life was that really what it came down to is I was believing things that weren't true. This is what led to it. Like, if I would have caught it in the early stages, because it's really, I mean, it's, it's symbolic of us. We're talking about, you know, foxes and that symbolism, but what does that really mean? It really, re, really, to me, a fox is going to represent our thoughts, uh, but would represent maybe thoughts that are not godly, okay, because that's how they come in, these thoughts that come in, whether they be sent by the enemy, whether they arise out of your flesh, we all know our flesh is evil, uh, bent on it's just hostile to God. Writes what Scripture says, and so these thoughts are like foxes. And if we don't learn how to take them captive, if we don't learn how to respond correctly, if we don't learn how to pull things down that try to exalt itself, we're going to fall prey to these, and they're going to become a source of frustration for us. They're going to get into our garden. And what happens, what I didn't say earlier, is what, what happens, you let the foxes in, they start to destroy your garden, which is, in my opinion, uh, in this in this scenario that God was giving me, was my relationship with him. It, it was the beautiful relationship that he had created. It's that place that I could go to with him in my spirit where we were together. But when I allowed uh, these thoughts to come in, they were ruining that. They were ruining the fruit of what could be, right? And so, I want to read a couple of passages of scripture. Um, well, it's just really just one passage from Second Corinthians. Here we go. Paul is talking about uh, weapons of warfare and that kind of thing. So, this is actually verse one. Now, please listen, for I need to address an issue. I'm making this personal appeal to you by the gentleness. And self-forgetfulness of Christ. I am the one who is humble and timid when face-to-face face, face with you, but bold and outspoken when a safe distance away. Now I plead with you that when I come, don't force me to take a hard line with you by daring to confront those who mistakenly believe that we are living by the standards of the world, not by the Spirit's wisdom and power. Here we go. For although we live in the natural realm, we don't wage a military campaign employing human weapons instead or using manipulation to achieve our aims, which is pretty much what's going on everywhere in our world right now. Instead, our spiritual weapons are energized with divine power to effectively dismantle the defenses behind which people hide. Yeah, I love that. Our spiritual weapons are energized with divine power to effectively dismantle the defenses behind which people hide. We can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. We capture, like prisoners of war, every thought and insist that it bow in obedience to the Anointed One. Since we are armed with such dynamic weaponry, we stand ready to punish any trace of rebellion as soon as you choose complete obedience. Yikes. Yeah, so this is such good news, and I, I just want to camp out for a few minutes here on some of the things he's saying. First of all, he's saying that we don't wage a military campaign uh, using manipulation, human human weapons, which are like manipulation, right? So if you were using human methods to deal with spiritual issues, it's never going to work, right? If if I'm trying to catch the foxes, but I'm not doing it the right way. Like I'm just trying to maybe let's just say in my situation, I was dealing with envy and maybe instead of dealing with it, you know, the way the Lord has said, I'm going to try to manipulate someone in an authoritative role to let me sing more. (laughs) Oh my gosh, do you know people do that? Do you know people do that? People have, uh, they're operating under these principalities and these spirits, and they're trying to get positions of influence by, um, you know, buttering people up that are in positions of authority, pastors, ministry leaders, politicians are doing it. This is the way the world works. This is human weaponry. And this is what we're not supposed to do. We're not supposed to be using manipulation to control people or to achieve what we think is God's will. Ooh! Instead, he says, our spiritual weapons are energized. They're energized with divine power. So God has put something special into the way that he says to do things. There's a power behind it, a very uh, strong power that it helps accomplish what God wants it to do. And it says it's to effectively dismantle the defenses behind which people hide. Lies. It's to dismantle lies and thoughts that are sent from the enemy that are not true, which is a lie, right? We can demolish every deceptive fantasy. Uh, some some translations call that... Uh, um, imaginations. We can demolish every um, lofty imagination that exalts itself ab- against the lordship of Christ. And so that's how you know um, in every arrogant attitude, breaks every ad- arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. So every single attitude, every single um, thing that we come up against that's backed by demonic power or influence we can actually break that by the truth of God by the power of his word and um you know we have to learn how to pull down we capture I love what he says here we capture like prisoners of war every thought and insist that it bow in obedience to the anointed one so hey here's a thought for you you don't have to just accept every thought that comes floating into your mind did you know that like if you have a thought whether it be a thought towards yourself that's not great, not positive, not good. You know, maybe it's like a, I'm a loser thought or I never can do anything right thought. Um, did you know you don't have to take that as the gospel truth? <laughs> I'm just, I just want to make sure you guys know that because I think a lot of us are under the delusion that we have to, whatever pops into my mind must be the truth. <laughs> you know that the mark of a true mature person is they can hear lots of different uh opinions from other people, but they can they can listen to all that and they know which one's true. And so here's the deal. You live in a world where the enemy is constantly talking, um, and God wants you to come to a place where you can discern what, what is true and what is not. It's he's not gonna stop. The enemy's not gonna stop talking. Things are getting worse. The, the world is getting darker, right? And people are, things are coming to the surface that we never thought would come to the surface. The, the pedophile rings are being exposed. The awful, atrocious things that are happening in our world are coming to the light. And we're seeing what is really going on. And God is really, I mean, this is not going to stop. God is going to keep exposing things. And we're going to have to come to a place where uh, in all of the stuff that's coming out in the media, is most of it is lies right now. You know, the political stuff is all lies. The social media platforms are blocking things that they know are true. We are just in a place where, hey, you better know what God says. You better know what the truth of God is. You better know how he feels about things. And you better learn how to pull down things that aren't true, to take every thought captive that you hear. You hear somebody speak it, or you it just pops into your brain. You have to learn how to say, okay, I'm going to take this thought right this second. I'm not going to let it take root if it's not true. If I let it take root, it's going to grow. It's going to destroy uh, my garden that I have with God, my fellowship that I have with God. This is how it starts with the thought. Remember that. Why am I telling you about this when my podcast is called Embrace Your Beautiful Destiny? Because somebody's like, I thought she was going to talk about like destiny stuff. Yeah, this is part of your destiny. This is part of your growth and maturity. A mature, God is not going to promote an immature Christian who does not know how to rightly divide the word of truth, who does not know what, that what's a lie and what's the truth. Okay? He's not going to do it. He can't. He can't put you into uh, positions of authority or move you into your destiny fully. If you can't even divide what's the truth from a lie. And you can't even keep your garden clear of foxes. You don't even know, to have, know how to tend to it. You don't even, you're not even taking care of it. You're not even keeping the gates fixed and the doors fixed and, so that the foxes can't get in. That's what we're really talking about is the gate, the gateway, the doors in our souls. We're letting things in that are not true. And I mean, I'm so talking to myself here. This is, I believe, a huge unpopular message that I have. And I tend to have a lot of those. I'm like, thanks, Lord. Am I like Jeremiah or something? Just the unpopular prophet that nobody wants to listen to. But this is so true. I want to draw attention. Yes, there are great, wonderful things God has for you, but there are some things that hey, you need to deal with this. We've got to deal with these things that matter, so that we aren't um, taken captive by the enemy. That we don't get to uh, like our destiny is not just taken out from underneath us because we're not lined up with Scripture and we don't know what God says. This is super important. So I just want to read this one more time. We capture like prisoners of war every thought and insist that it bow in obedience to who what to Jesus the anointed one every thought you have you need to say does this bow in obedience to Jesus the anointed one or is this is this the thought that's been planted in my brain by the enemy and if it has guess what you get to toss it out and go that's a lie I'm not believing it it's not true that that could be about your own personal life. It could be about somebody you know. It could be about what's going on in the world today. I mean, you could get sucked up into the, oh my gosh, we're all going to die place. And we don't want to do that, friends. We don't want to do that. We want to know that God has a plan. We're going to be okay. No matter what happens. No matter what happens. And I, uh, I'm going to have to wrap things up today, but I hope that this encourages you uh, to catch the foxes. And hey, if you want to be even more encouraged, I would just say go look up my song. You can find it at um, on iTunes, Apple, Spotify, anywhere you can get digital music, you'll be able to find it um, and download that song. I have a video for it on YouTube, too, that you can go watch with the lyrics on it. I just want to encourage people, and I want to bring awareness to this. Like I-, I want us to stop letting the enemy steal from us. That's the bottom line. So that's what I'm going to leave you with today. Stop letting the enemy steal from you. Catch those boxes. And God bless you guys. I'll see you next week. Are you a person that struggles with fear? If you are, you need to check out my 5-Day Fear Breakthrough Boot Camp. You can get it for free if you'll just go to my website, www.shannastrange.net. And just scroll down until you see the little graphic that says 5-Day Fear Breakthrough Bootcamp and sign up for free. Thanks, guys.